Listener Production. US investors hold their breath ahead of key inflation figures. And Aussie shares expected to open modestly lower on Thursday ahead of earnings from AGL Energy. I'm Tom. And I'm Ryan. It's Thursday, the 10th of August. Welcome to the Comsec Market Update. Ryan, looking at the performance of stocks and bonds on Wall Street last night, the conclusion that you would gather is that investors are pretty anxious ahead of the inflation figures, as you would reasonably expect. Stocks drifted lower, bonds not doing all that much. You tended to see a little bit of a move higher for short-dated bonds, longer-term dated bonds a little bit weaker. At the end of the US session, we had the Dow down by half of 1%, the S&P 500 down 0.7%, the NASDAQ down 1.2%. Two-year government bonds in the US up by around four basis points to about 4.79%. Uh, 10-year government bonds down two basis points to about 4%. So big night ahead. The big focus has been, of course, on what's been going on with the banks. We've seen some earning downgrades on Tuesday, the previous day, where we did see, as we've discussed, Moody's downgrade several mid- and small-sized banks. That continued to extend into Wednesday, where we saw shares of Goldman Sachs down 1.5%. JP Morgan Chase shares were down 1.3% with similar losses for both Wells Fargo and Bank of America. So so just quickly there, the, yesterday we saw the KBW Bank Index, the measure of bank health. Uh, it fell away quite aggressively. It was down by 4%, recovered into the end of the session, but that sell-off continued today. So that recovery was unwound a little bit today with the KBW Bank Index finishing down by 1.6%. All of those leading names, as Ryan pointed out, uh, firmly in negative territory down by over 1%. So that's something that you have to keep watching for the next couple of days. Absolutely. So certainly sentiment around the banking sector is important at the moment. We'll talk about Italy shortly. (laughs) But as far as the US market was concerned overnight, we also saw tech shares under some pressure. NVIDIA, which has more than tripled this year amid the artificial intelligence frenzy, it slipped over 4%. But we also saw some disappointing earnings as well. So Lyft shares tumbled 10% as the company signalled it would double down on competitive pricing to catch up with rival Uber and shares of electric vehicle maker Rivian Automotive shed almost 10% a day after reporting a smaller than expected loss. So a lot of focus there on some of those earnings. And of course, one of my favourite companies, Roblox, came out with its earnings results last night. So what we saw from Roblox, Tom, is that shares dropped over 20% after the company missed estimates on both the top and bottom line for its second quarter results. Roblox reported 65.5 million average daily active users, including my children, up 25% from a year earlier. The company reported a net loss of 282.8 million for the quarter and a net loss of 176 million for the same period in 2022. So what we did see there, of course, was some weakness around its calls bookings and that affected revenue. More importantly, uh, we have seen the company's platform, which has been historically popular with younger children, but Roblox has been working to expand usage across all age groups. Yes, it's a bit of a meme stock, Roblox, isn't it? And um, has gained some notoriety over the pandemic. But one of the sectors that stands out the most commonly between Europe and the United States last night were the energy stocks for the fact that we saw all prices surge in the early part of the respective days and on both continents. Uh, West Texas Intermediate currently up by around 1.5% with the US benchmark at around $84.20. So, Ryan, we've seen European gas prices in particular surge. They're 
uh, at their highest levels in two months. There are concerns about inventory. It's kind of interesting because the Europeans have actually been doing a very good job of rebuilding their inventory uh, ahead of the Northern Hemisphere winter, but there is a lot of focus on continuing to build those inventories. So there are concerns now about uh, shortages in the near term, and that's what has pushed European energy prices in particular higher. Well, we did see those natural gas prices in Europe up in the vicinity of 28%. So that's not a good outcome for inflation in no. particular amongst other things with consumers already under pressure with cost of living worries. But what we have seen as well, Tom, as you mentioned, was the Brent and NYMEX prices in the United States up by up to 1.8%. We saw the NYMEX or WTI lift to 84.40 US dollars a barrel. And that's the highest level since November 2022. And then the Brent crude price was up 1.6% to 87.55 US dollars a barrel. And that's the highest level since January the 27th. And the reason for that, apart from those production cuts from Saudi Arabia and Russia, we also saw US gasoline stocks fall by 2.66 million barrels last week. And that really did really set the cat amongst the pigeons last night because there was an expectation from analysts that would see little change when it came to the drawdown of US inventory. So the driving season's well and good in the United States at the moment. Indeed. So, you know, just to put all of that into context, the energy sub-index on the ASX has rallied by about 20% since the early part of March. So the ASX 200 is up by about 4% in year-to-date terms, uh, and the energy sub-index in year-to-date terms is up by about 7% thanks to that improvement. So markets have been very quick to participate in that recovery, obviously, where uh, energy prices are concerned, notwithstanding the volatility that it can be subject to. Well, energy was the strongest performing sector on the ASX last year and one of the strongest performers globally. And this year it's reversed, particularly in the first half of the year. And we have now seen a bit of a rebound take place. So a bit of a change. When you say a bit of a rebound, so from the April-March lows, you've got WTI up by about 33%. So to your point about what the implications are for inflation, you understand why there's still a lot of anxiety about the headline at least. One of the other things that stood out last night, Tom, was casino owner Penn Entertainment. Its shares surged over 9% on a $2 billion US dollar deal with Walt Disney's ESPN to launch a sports betting business. And speaking of Disney, its results have just come out. So after market, we saw Disney post mixed results for the quarter. They've been plagued by streaming woes and restructuring costs. So our friend, Mr. Iger, has had a job in his hands on his return. And we saw subscriber losses continue over the last three months with the company reporting 146.1 million Disney Plus subscribers a 7.4% decrease from the previous quarter. They also, we did see the company recorded 2.96 billion one-time charge and impairment, which dragged the company to a rare quarterly loss. So in terms of how Disney shares are performing in after hours are down at this stage by just 1.4%. So just quickly back to the inflationary discussion. Uh, it was interesting to note, Ryan, that we have seen the rice benchmark prices in Asia rise considerably in the last uh, couple of days as well in the most recent session. Thai white rice is up by 
5%. It's hit the highest levels since 2008. What about basmati rice? How's that performing? Not quite sure what that benchmark is doing at the moment, but uh, what you're seeing is the uh, El Nino, La Nina impacts the rainfall that is required to grow rice and the volumes that Asia is you know, accustomed to. That hasn't happened. And there are shortages. You know, India has curtailed exports. This is a very significant matter when it comes to inflationary pressures within Asia. You know, there are a couple of prices that matter. Pork prices are the other uh, very important barometer of how households are able to navigate their their days. So this is something that is very disquieting in terms of you know you combine it with higher energy prices, higher food prices. This situation doesn't seem to be drawing to an end anytime soon. In terms of the US tonight, Tom, we obviously get an update on the latest consumer price index numbers. The soft landing narrative will probably get another boost from the July print, potentially enabling the Fed to pause rates again in September. So the expectation is that headline Consumer prices will lift by 0.2% in July. That will reflect an increase in food and energy prices, with the annual growth rate, however, lifting from 3% to 3.3% in July. Now, the core number, which is what the US Federal Reserve looks at and what economists look at most closely, that's also expected to lift by 0.2%. And under the bonnet, it's going to be very important, the details there. So the year-on-year rate is likely to edge lower from 48 to 4.7%. The reason for that is we're expecting to see auto prices down 3% in July, reflecting declines in used car auction prices. We also expect a decline in lodging and apparel prices due to seasonality, but we expect shelter inflation to remain roughly at its current pace of around 0.5%. Car insurance premiums could lift by 1.4%, and we assume a 2.5% rebound in airfares following the 8% drop in June. So those services and core numbers remain sticky. It would be unwise historically to think that uh, we can declare victory over inflation yet. Anyone doing that would be um, misdirected, I would suggest. So just within all of that, there was quite a few numbers that you mentioned. 4.7 is the number that you want to look out for. So that's the core rate of US inflation in annualized terms. Probably have to just dig a little bit through those figures if you're up at 10.30 tonight to uh, weed them out. But if you see a number north of 4.7, that's obviously going to be unwelcome for the bond and stock markets. And you might get a little bit of volatility. For, so 4.7% for the core CPI in the US. European markets were on a better footing last night. And again, energy stocks were the amongst the most improved groups there. Banks actually had a recovery and we'll get to that in a moment. In London, the market was up 0.8%, the French market up 0.7%, German market up by a half of 1%, and the pan-European measure of stock performance up by around 0.4%. German bonds up two basis points to 2.2%, and 10-year government bonds in Germany up by around three basis points to 2.49%. So the Italians, they're pretty good, aren't they? Good at flip-flopping, that's for sure. So Italian lenders rebounded from the previous session's sharp losses after the government eased its stance on the windfall tax on banks. So we're talking about a 40% tax or super profits tax on banks. Yesterday in Italy, they seem to have backflipped somewhat. And we have seen shares of Finico Bank, Banco BPM and Unicredit at between 4.4 and 7.1% overnight. Bank shares were up 1%, but of course they did fall by over 3%. 
in the previous session in Europe. So in terms of commodity prices overnight, we saw gold down 0.5% to 1950.60 US dollars an ounce, and iron ore futures were up 0.3% to 104.70 US dollars a tonne on concerns over China's steel output curbs. Now, as far as our market is concerned today, Tom, we get an update on weekly payroll jobs data. That's a tier two update, so nothing to really blow your hair back there. But earnings are scheduled for AGL Energy, Alliance Aviation, AMP, Arena REIT, Borrell, Downer EDI, and QB Insurance. Rio Tinto shares trade X dividend, and just on AGL Energy as far as what we're expecting today. So we're thinking that AGL may report an earnings recovery for fiscal 2023 due to higher power plant availability and margin improvements. Power generation volumes probably grew as the number of forced outages declined. Meanwhile, operating margin could improve on higher customer tariffs. As we all know, electricity prices have been going up and more stability for fuel prices. So customer numbers across electricity, gas and telecommunications businesses stood at 4.3 million at the end of the first half and might continue to rise given the company's focus on customer service and organic growth. But the main thing to look out for here is historically the strongest lead indicator for AGL Energy share price performance has been the Ford wholesale electricity price curve. And in financial year 2025, the curve is down 10 to 12%. The risk of an earnings disappointment increases. According to Macquarie analysts, underlying profit estimate of $267.4 million with EBITDA or earnings estimate of $1.35 billion for the year. So look out for that one today. It's going to be the standout. The Aussie dollar has not moved all that much. It's trading around 65.3 US cents. The US dollar has fallen away. It has recovered in the last couple of days. It's on a slightly unchanged footing as we head into Asian trade. Ryan, next couple of days will be interesting for the markets. Certainly will. And I just thought I'd throw it out there. What did you make of Bumble's results last night, Tom? Look, it's not a product that uh, I'm terribly close to. Back in the day, it was, you know, one of the challenges for people was to be able to hold several digits in your head if you're out of an evening making friends with people. It's great. Um, I don't know if um, kids could do that today. Well, the share price did slide 7% last night. The company offered weak expectations for adjusted EBITDA in the current quarter when compared with consensus estimates compiled by Factset. So the company anticipates adjusted earnings of 71 to $73 million. Not bad for a dating app, it's is it? It's pretty good. It's um, great to see the kids out and about and making friends. Have a great day, listeners. Thanks very much for tuning in. Uh, we'll speak to you again tomorrow morning. This podcast is prepared, approved and distributed in Australia by Commonwealth Securities Limited, ABN 60067254399, AFSL 238814. The information does not take into consideration your objectives, financial situation or needs. Consider the appropriateness of the information before acting and if necessary, seek appropriate professional advice. Listener.